Welcome, inappropriate Earl guest. Tonight, I have a threesome of the comedy store legends. Well, really just two and me. Uh, the first girl I'm going to introduce probably doesn't even remember, but I opened up for her at the Downtown Comedy Club many moons ago. I remember three things about that gig. Uh, one, I was offered crack before I walked in. <laughs> Two, uh, she killed for like 45 minutes. And let's just say it wasn't a great room. And uh, three, Garrett Morris, the original SNL cast member, brought me up as, this is my favorite comic, and then stared at me for 30 seconds because he forgot my name. <laughs> he was very high. Um and then the second is a repeat guest of Inappropriate Earl. We bond over many things, including the hatred of one certain comic who uh, will remain nameless. Um, kind of looks like Uncle Fester. That doesn't give you a clue. Uh, please welcome comedy store legends, Vicki Barbalak and Sean Polofsky. Hey, thanks for having us Earl, to your cool pad. I'm sorry about the construction. I love the construction. You know, uh, construction just has gas next door. <laughs> construction workers love to follow us, especially Vicky Barbalak. You know, I was in I was in Maui once, and <laughs> you know, in Maui, everybody excuse me, sexing up all the time, and and this next door I was by myself, and I was very horny, and next door all day long these guys banging, this couple banging, 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 and then at the end of the day, I'm like, I heard the door, I'm like, I'm gonna go see who's been banging all day. And it was a tile setter. I was just getting hot <laughs> to a guy banging tiles. And another credit you have that I left out was uh, I was friends and still am with the great Jeff Richards. Yay. And he did a video called uh, Ass Eating for something. Ass Wax. Ass Wax for yeah, Hunger. That's right. And you played the prostitute. That's right. Is that your yeah. claim to fame? Pretty much my only claim to fame. I love it when people come up to me and say were you a girl in ass wax? <laughs> Dude, has anyone ever come up yes, to you? Yes, and it was the most random thing ever. Totally random thing. Like a guy who you would not expect to even know that. Well, that was an iconic video from the standpoint that it also had Brody Stevens in it. Rest in peace. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Yoshi Obayashi, who is uh, famed for uh, many things in the comedy world, including handing out porn like a business card. <laughs> And uh, Bobby Lee, who's that's right. Everyone's Bobby seen Lee. Bobby Lee, yes, Bobby Lee is just Bobby Lee. Yeah. You know, I still I had one last jar of Aunt Vicky's ass wax, and uh, I've lost it. I can't find it anywhere. You could probably sell it on uh... if I if I could find it. Yeah, my trailer's not too tidy, right? Do you really live in a trailer? Yeah. Yes. Where? In Oceanside. I mean, not like where? Oceanside, Rancho Calavero Trailer Park. And there's a good room, I think, in Oceanside. There. There is a new room, yeah. There used to be a big one. It stopped right when I started stand-up. But now there's a, a little brewery that does one. Yeah. I think that's the room I'm talking about. And I don't think he listens to the podcast, so I can probably tell this story. I went down there once with <laughs> Jason Galern. Yo, yo, the, Earl. And the Earl. legendary yeah. Joey Marmo. Earl, uh, I love eating pussy. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Puss, love puss, it, Earl. Uh, my love wife, it. Jess, my wife has man. a pretty pussy, especially uh, considers. Used to be a dick. And, uh, 
Chase playing water polo. Yeah, yeah, I got to go to the tournament. <laughs> and Joey Marmo, we all love him, but comedy store icon. He went first, and um, Joey Joey Marmo, who's who's now who was at the the Capitol insurrection. <laughs> well, we you know we don't judge politics here. Sure. But uh, Joey didn't have the greatest set. Uh, it was a, kind of a tough room. Joey and, was hilarious. Oh, he's great comic, but he was doing his grandmother impression and like it just serious. wasn't flying. <laughs> yeah, it was like insane. Crowd just wasn't into it. So me and Joey uh, are eating pizza while Galern is on. And this lady comes up to us thinking that Joey is Galern and that Joey is still on. Oh. <laughs> And she goes, God, I hope you're next because that guy on stage sucks. (laughs) And poor Joey, just he was having fun eating his pizza, just looked like the tire was deflated. Oh, Oh God, we've all had that happen. Oh, I've bombed more than you, Joey, you put together. I I have my own. I was like, I could be sent to, to Ukraine right now. That's how good I bombed. Do it. <laughs> well, I mean, when's the last time you bombed in your mind? It was a really important event. It was like the biggest agent in the business was there, and I, I had, I, I thought I was so great because I, I didn't prepare anything. I just, even though it was a Jewish uh, fundraiser in a, a small room, I was even though it was a, you know, a fundraiser for a, a small Jewish organization, which, which should give you pause because it could be. <laughs> Very, very tough, and any religion, those Jews, any religious, any any religious group, you know, any 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 private meeting, and, and but I didn't give it any thought, and I just went up there, and the guy, the guy that was supposed to be there, some big comic, and, it, and the the lady goes, uh, and she was running the event, and she's the wife of the hugest agent in the business, and she goes, uh, I have some really bad news for you, blank blank, couldn't be here, so I found this girl from America's Got Talent, you're you're gonna love her, and the whole audience went like this. Oh, (laughs) like that. I'm like, oh, and I just, for some reason, I just didn't have my my soul. Just, I felt like instantly I didn't know who I was, and I I never felt myself leave myself like that. And I wasn't, I don't know who I was, but I wasn't me. And it was quite a horrible experience. I lost a great opportunity. Howie Mandel was like there too, and it was like he was like, oh my god, what what's wrong? I just, it was just most horrible thing. Sean, what's the worst you've, I mean, uh, well, what's your last bomb in your mind? And you probably, both of you probably didn't bomb. Oh, I, I, mine was probably like two weeks ago, I think. I, I'm not even quite sure. I mean, in, in, I, the way I, I work in my head was, oh, I, I could have been better. I'm always coming off stage thinking, wow, I could have been better. I could have been, you know, they, they could have perceived me better. Even, even if it's going well. I'm always, I've always been tough on myself, but I have to say I had a moment like that, Vicky, and I will never forget. I was probably doing stand-up comedy, maybe five years, if not four, I'd just been passed at the comedy store and rich super had taken me on. Who's like super agent, super yeah. manager. And he took me on and he had me open up for Huey Lewis in the news. And it was at Pachanga Casino before they had remodeled it. And it was outdoors and it was like 10,000 people. And, you know, nobody tells them that a comic's coming out before Huey Lewis. 
And then I had heard like something kind of weird before I opened up for Huey. Everyone's saying, oh, he's got the biggest dick in the music business. He's got. So when I met him backstage, that's all that was kind of going through my head. You're just looking at his. Yeah, because he has a really big, giant head. So As do I. Yeah. Well, uh, hello. Well, congratulations, Earl. We're yeah. we're both size queens. I mean, I know you guys are taken, but like. Yeah. Well, but it's that's important, Earl. And so I'm looking at Huey Lewis's head, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> he's got such a big head. And I'm thinking, oh my god, yeah, that that must be true. And then when I went on stage, um, and you know, and I'm just trying to like think in my head how to introduce him, you know, like to say, right. But all I'm thinking is like, you know, please put your hands together for Huey, Horsecock, you know, Lewis and the new, like, that's what's going through my head. But when I came out in front of the audience and I walk out on stage and they introduced comedy and the audience didn't know that that was going to happen. There's never should be a comedian really coming out before an outdoor concert like that. I just don't really think that's always the best mix. And I came out and I did like one line and someone yelled out, we want Huey. And I was like, well, Huey doesn't want you. <laughs> and then like, it was just like, I kind of felt downhill from there, but that was a, that was kind of a really big moment for me. And uh, I was eating shit. Well, I remember when I opened up for Motorhead and uh, you know, they have a huge following, but very male. And, yeah. Uh, was there any women at Motorhead? Not really. Just yeah. my girlfriend who was the manager. You and your giant dick and Motorhead. <laughs> and the first step I took on stage, I heard, get off the stage, faggot. Oh, that's always fun. And I just brought Motorhead up. I was like, welcome, Motorhead. <laughs> <laughs> Wise move. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a... I don't know about you girls, but I'm done battling, you know, uh, and that was a long time ago, but I, I wouldn't open for a band uh it's it's a bad idea especially a known band like uh you know i'm friends with the guy from rat so he's always hey come oh, open for I us know. which i'm a huge rat fan i mean anyone who knows me and uh i was like no nah, i just want to watch like i'm not battling an 80s fan base would you guys uh open up for a big band uh if you were i, I would open up for like i would i would my one of my managers is a, is a country manager of music bands like i could see me opening for some country band or whatever you know for the money i would do it but i opened up for frankie valley in las vegas like 10 years ago and I, uh, they didn't say my name i just walked out on stage yeah. and it's weird even said vicky barbalak that's how i and there was like thousands of people there and i i got so freaked out when i looked out there i was just like oh my god they were all a thousand people in walkers <laughs> tipping over and i'm like and my dress was way too short even for me, it was my, you know, everybody would, really? there was, it, it was like nothing was left to the, people could see my belly button. And I, re I realized I'd made a terrible mistake, you know, just, just my outfit alone. And then with anything that was going to kind of, it was just awful. And then when I finished, I had to crawl on my hands and knees to the side of the building so no one would see me. <laughs> How did you do though? Oh, it was terrible. Then the next night, uh, I, I realized what I was up against. So I went to the Walmart and I bought a bunch of giant underwear and stuff. And I threw them out to the ladies to throw at Frankie Valley. I wrote the whole set for the hundred year old people that I didn't, I should have planned ahead on that one too. But the, by the second and third night, I did really well, but geez, that first night. But you're right, music's not a good idea. But when you when you talked about how you played for, what was it a Jewish organization when yeah. you did that gig right. with Howie, in front of Howie. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm Jewish. 
And I, I mean, I know that's hard to guess by looking at me. I but never would have guessed. Really I know. I still like you. I know. Oh God. And I, like my experience performing on the whole, like I used to travel with this group, Nice Jewish Girls Gone Bad, and it was out in New York. And there would be like six of us. We'd get in the car and we'd have like two burlesque dancers and, you know, maybe a handful of female comedians. And then we would show, we would drive through Florida, through Virginia, North Carolina, and we would perform all over. And sometimes it would be in bars, at JCCs, at temples, no matter what. But it was always, it, for the most part, I can say 99% of these gigs were always difficult and hard, especially if you're in front of a temple or whatnot. And I, I can't imagine like today, how it's probably even tenfold. Yeah, I knew that, because I'd done a bunch of Hadassah shows. I knew what I was, but I just was so overconfident. You know, I just was so like, don't plan anything special. Just you'll be great in my stupid head. And uh, and, then, uh, and it was just, but I'm like, you could literally see, like I could look and I would get to the point where I'd be performing and I'm saying funny things. And then I would, you know, I start to roast the audience and I look at, you know, in the front row and I, I will look at the lady and be like, look at you. You're like, I don't like her. Bring out Mort Saul. Where's Shecky Green? You know, and I'm like, well, you're not going to get them. They're dead. And so it's like it gets to that point where it's like you got to just you look at you're that right. audience and you're like, well, all right, now I'll turn to them instead of the jokes. And that's how you kind of like get through that. Oh, yeah. When I used to open up for Rob Schneider, you know, he's a pretty big star, you know, yeah. movies, TV. SNL, yeah. And like, uh, and he's done everything twice almost. I had an mm -hmm. upsurge and then you know, a little dip and then back. And right. uh, they just wanted to hear him. You can do it and Sandler stories. And so those were tough gigs just because. Because he's known. Yeah, he's beyond Ooh. known. Like, yeah. You know, TV, movies, uh, right. you know, and uh, stand up. He, you know, he, he got famous so fast he quit doing stand up. Yeah. So. Uh, so funny on stage. Yeah. Like, I mean, as an actor, I've never seen a stand up. But I love stand up's funny. It's I, really good. I, I mean, he he works harder than any star I've ever seen. Like, we would do a show, two shows, three shows. Sometimes he'd go right up to his hotel room and start writing jokes on three by five cards. Oh, like, awesome. who would do that? Like, you yeah. go out and get some pussy or yeah, something. Exactly. Or, and uh, and, and he was faithful to his wife. Like, it was Aww. very a beautiful wife, and she'd kill him too. So I think that factor. <laughs> yeah, I've heard him talk about his wife. Yeah, no, stage. she's uh, Patricia, so uh, she's beautiful, too. So good for Deuce Bigelow. Now, yeah. who got passed at the comedy store first? We don't rem I don't remember. I don't remember. Really around really around the same time? Yeah. Around the same time. Because Mitzi at the time was looking for female comics to kind of breathe life back into the belly room. And she always said that the comedy store belly room was always at more at peace when there were women up there. And remember how she used to run that, you know, all female show back in, I guess, in the seventies or. Yeah, she she told me she goes, yeah, they do the abortions up there, so I thought that's where the girls should be. Yeah, and then the girls. Abortions are funny. And then, and, and it, huh. yeah, but I, 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 I don't know if, but she didn't ever really put me in the belly room after she made me a regular. But, but, um, but you're right. I think she was. It was a time when she was like really looking for women, and there weren't a lot of women around right back then. And yeah, and so I, I just remember seeing Vicky 
before we got past, I had seen her. We both were on a show in the belly room and we had a mutual friend and that friend that like I remember watching Vicky on stage going, oh, my God, she's incredible. Like she her well, whole like persona, her point of view, the whole trailer thing, like and her one liners. And it was so different than I had seen. And it was so opposite of exactly what I do. But I was just it, she was like an inspiration. And then we had a mutual friend whose show it was. And she said, oh, well, you know, I'll take you guys to 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 dinner after. And then she told us where, to, you know, we all we both met at Mel's Diner and the friend didn't show up. So it was just Vicky and I. And that's how Vicky and I developed a friendship. Was yeah. it Mel's Diner or Ben Frank's? It was Mel's Diner. OK. Yeah. It was Ben Frank's. What's Ben Frank's? That's, that's right before Mel's. That's right before Mel's. It was Mel's. It was Mel's. Uh, Dice is, I don't know if he's banned from Mel's, but he was banned from uh, Ben Frank's. Who was? Dice. Oh, he was <laughs> Ben Franks. That is just like that sounds so old, old school. Yeah, it was like in that era where ships was yeah. on. Uh, it's like Los Anaga. Ben Franks, Chasens. Yeah, my God. Chasens is now a uh, what is it's it? Bristol Whole Foods. Farm. Yeah, it's Bristol Farms. I shop there. Thank you. You're welcome. I live around the corner from there. I, I don't mean Bristol to brag. Farms. Uh, so, do you remember your showcase for Metsy, Vicky? Yeah, what happened was I was uh, I was in La Jolla, and that was like I was uh, never allowed to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Beans. I shouldn't have <laughs> eaten the beans. We had a bunch of nachos for lunch. Bunch, and we did have nachos. Three hundred and fifty-one episodes. This has never happened. Well, that's I'm the universe that. saying, that's our, that's "Forget our, it. That's, uh, <laughs> it's over, deserve, ladies." You we, think this happens on Rogan? No. No, no it doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens when we finally. I think do he'd Rogan. snap their necks if it happened on Rogan. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. He'd tell <laughs> he his would, to go get him. He wouldn't be, be as nice as you are. I apologize. Well, you know. Who cares? I think it's funny. When you're that rich, you, you don't have to be nice anymore. You just buy that woman's apartment. <laughs> yeah, you just buy the complex. Buy the complex. I mean, I make good money, but yeah. Yeah. You so do. Uh, you're a very nice place. Continue, Vicky. So so anyway, I go every Sunday night to open mic, but I never got on because the manager. He thought I was terrible, and I was because I, you know, I, I but he, he didn't see me for a couple of years. He didn't know I'd been working in bunches of bars every night and really honing it out as you can, as a baby comic. But I had a good five minutes, and um, but I'd come every Sunday night, bring baked goods, hang out with the comics, and do like a bar. Anyway, one night I was there, and Mitzi came in, and she saw me, and I didn't know who she was or anything, but I heard this, Mitzi's here, Mitzi's here, Mitzi's here. I'm like, what's going on? And then Freddie Soto walked her in, then they, they went in, and then pretty soon, um, Fred, the manager, said, uh, Mitzi wants to see you on stage. And uh, I just jumped up and on stage, and everybody else was kind of eating it because they were so nervous about Mitzi and showcasing. Well, I didn't know who she was. I didn't know what a showcase was. I just went up and had a really fun set. And then she calls me over to the booth, and she's like, you're funny. You're a regular. How good did that make you feel? And then she goes, now go away. And uh, pushed, and she really went, now go away, and waved me away. So I went into the <laughs> lobby, and Bobby Lee was there, because he started in San Diego a few years before me, and he was there. And I go, Bobby Lee, what's a paid regular? And he goes, oh, you don't know what a regular is? I go, no, what is it? And he goes, you get to go to Hollywood. And I went outside, and I started screaming, holy shit, it was great. And Sean, uh, do you have a similar story? Yeah, my story was uh, I, knew I was, who Mitzi I, was, was. <laughs> I knew who Mitzi was, 
And I was, I think, referred by Luca Palenka. And I, my showcase wasn't in the OR. My showcase was actually in La Jolla. So I had to drive down and I was given 10 minutes, not three. And there was, you know, it was a small audience. I brought a lot of people because I couldn't believe I was showcasing in front of the seashore. And I'd heard the stories of, hey, if she likes you, she'll she'll call you aside. And she sits in the back room. If she doesn't, keep keep walking because it's not going to happen. And so I I went up there. I did 10 minutes and I saw her in the back of the room by herself. There were no comics there cock blocking like they did in the OR every time people showcase at the OR in Los Angeles, because that is a thing there where comics will start talking in her ear to make sure she's not watching or paying attention so they don't get passed. I didn't, I was so fortunate to get the stage time that I did more than three minutes. I got 10 minutes, did my, did my act, came off stage. And I'm walking towards the back and trying to hold my head up high. And she calls me over and she grabs my hand, you know, and she's, and since I did like a Barbara, a Barbara Streisand impersonation, she goes, Barbara, <laughs> you're very funny. Call in Monday. And I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, cause it's like the guy, it's like the godfather. Except she's the godmother, of course, of the comedy store. And it's like some, she's, She's making you. And I just remember that feeling. I mean, usually I don't like to really drive long distances at night because I get tired and I don't know what it is. But that night I had like an SUV full of people in it driving back to L.A. And I was like, I'll drive because it felt like that was like the greatest high. Yeah. That night I just was going in my head like I can't I can't believe I just got past the comedy store. And I was on like two nights later. She had me on stage. I mean, it really is the greatest club on planet Earth. What was it like for you? I mean, I got—I was the first person passed by Adam. Oh. Me and Candace Thompson, oh, first cool. people. And uh, Brian Moses uh, called me the next day and said, you can start calling in for avails. I'm like, oh. what does that mean? Like, I was, you know, I was in my underwear on a Friday morning. And I just started, to be honest with you, I was crying, you know, after yeah. I hung up with Moses. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll never forget my first set. Annie Letterman actually didn't run the light. And yep. brought me up and uh, gave me a nice intro. And uh, here we are, you know, eight years. That's awesome. You know, yeah. I still get excited seeing my name on the wall. And, you know, I, yeah. I tried to tell someone, it's like, if you're a hockey fan, it's like having your name on the Stanley Cup. Like, right. it never gets, I don't believe anyone's name has been taken off the wall, has it? Um, some, some should be. Oh. <laughs> girl (laughs) but you'd have to be i'm trying to think what would get your name taken off the wall i mean short of murder uh i don't even i don't even think that would get your name taken off the wall at the comedy store do you think it would I mean, I don't think anyone's murdered anyone at the store. I was wondering I mean, that if we I'm could sure look at every name somebody. and see if anybody has committed murder that's still left there. That'd be a fun uh, podcast uh, to do. I'm down. I mean, I know, uh, is Steve LeBeckin's name still on the wall? I don't know who that is. He's the one who jumped off the, uh, the at other, the time, the yeah, Hyatt. The yeah, I'm, I'm sure his name right. is. So you'd think if that uh, wouldn't get your name off the wall, just because I think <laughs> his intention was to destroy the comedy store i mean someone told me his intention was to from 
the roof of the Hyatt wasn't to land on his feet. Was this... to jump into Mitzi's car or to yeah. like land on her car to be like f you, right? Uh, for not getting spots, and uh, he he didn't make it. But, you know, he, he barely made the driveway of yeah. the and as or the. I never heard that that he was that trying to jump. That's the best on her. book. I do, I really didn't like the series personally, but everybody has what they like. But um, I'm dying up here. The book. It, that New York Times, LA, LA Times reporter that wrote that book, that book is so fantastic. I mean, um, I was yeah. in it for I think ten episodes, and uh, the number one complaint I got was it's nothing like the book. And I'm, I'll guess. I didn't be- know there was a book. Oh, it's oh, it's the book is like it names names and. Oh, it's it's uh, fantastic. You love it. And the but TV series did. LA Times reporter. I he have was, it somewhere. In he here. was a yeah. I have it. He was a. He was working the beat back then. Do you think they can hang my TV after this? Jesus, it's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think the, because they didn't name like David Letterman, you know, he, he, a lot of people thought Santino maybe was kind of playing him loosely. And, uh, you know, Madrigal was maybe Freddie Prinze. Yes. And, and, but it was like, that's left what up yeah, I thought to your imagination. Mm-hmm. And, uh, People would say I was playing Richard Lewis just because I was the bitter late night guy. But, you know, I was never told, hey, you're Richard Lewis. I have a great Richard Lewis story. But by all means. Oh, God. Again, super agent, rich super. When I was with him after the Huey Lewis, <laughs> the Huey Lewis gig, he got me he got me a gig opening for Richard Lewis. And this one was at San Manuel Casino. Another another Lovely. casino. And. I show up. I was so excited. I'm backstage and he shows up backstage and he comes up to me and he, he looks at me and he goes, hi, I'm, I'm Richard Lewis. And he go, and I looked at him and when he was speaking, he, he had no teeth. Lovely. And I was, I mean, I was shocked because I grew up watching him and knew he was one of the greats. And I was just kind of staring at him thinking like, where's Richard Lewis's teeth? teeth? And he said, listen, I have this girl that kind of, you know, she's kind of stalking me kind of weird. And she gave me this and and she and, and he he hands me some book. He's like, do you want it? I'm like, OK. You know, I didn't know what to say. And I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, where's his teeth? Were they in the book? How is he going to go? <laughs> I'm like, how is he going to go out on stage? Cut to he comes out on stage. He's got teeth. I tell my Aunt Judy this story the next day. And um, my Aunt Judy was a dean at a SUNY or um, orthodontry. And, and I tell her Richard Lewis had no teeth. And she goes, there is no excuse for periodontal disease. You tell Richard Lewis to call me. And I was like, I'm not going to tell Richard Lewis anything. I'm not going to tell him to call you, Aunt Judy. I'm not even going to ever probably talk to Richard Lewis again because hilarious. I, you could see it in my face is like, holy shit, where's his teeth? It what? wasn't uh, Judy Carter, was it? <laughs> no, my aunt Judy. Okay. There's more than one it. Judy Earl. You know that, right? It's Judy Tenuta. There's Judy Carter. There's, is that it? Uh, Judy, aunt Judy. Aunt Judy. Aunt Judy. Uh, that there's a, in my eyes, there's only one Judy, Aunt Judy. Now, were you girls at the 50th anniversary party? Yes. Yeah. Who the you, hell you, were half those people? I couldn't find anybody I was looking for. Could you? I was, it was. I wasn't I wearing like an ODT jacket. Upstream. I had a fun time. Do you have a fun time? I, I love, 
I did just because I love the generations of comics yes, that yes, are there. Like yes. you've got Lou Deck, yeah, uh, uh, Jeff Ross, Willie Tyler, Will and, and Lester. Lester. Which I saw first. I, I marked out when I saw that. Listen, them. yeah, I, that was my one photo. I think I I talk, I was talking to my friend that didn't. He lives out of town, so he didn't get to make the uh, the party. But I said, God, all I'm hoping is like, what's the odds of Willie Tyler and the puppet making it to this party? And he's like, Is Willie Tyler alive? I'm like, I don't know. I thought he was, and sure enough, I'm walking with Murray. We're walking down the hallway and nobody was in the OR yet. And they had like a step and repeat. And then I look over and I see Willie Tyler. And I'm like, he has, he has a little like luggage case with him. That's motherfucking Lester. And I look down and I'm like, I see it. I'm like, Willie. And I'm like, you don't probably remember me, but I, you know, when I started the store, I got to bring you up a couple of times and is just tell me that's Lester. And he goes, it sure is that I was like, can I get a picture? Like, that was it. It's like I had won. Well, there's not many left of his era. You know, like I was watching the Dean Martin roast the other night. I'm a big Foster Brooks guy and all that. Uh, and like 80, 90% of the dais is dead. Yeah. So like Willie Taylor and Lester's kind of from that uh, genre. And so he's people like him are treasures. You know, you don't see them in comedy stand up. Really, oh, yeah. I loved it. Peter Shore's wearing a suit, and uh, I, I'm always running into Peter Shore in the weirdest places. And usually, just I don't know. I, I, I but I, I, he's talking to Bob Wheeler, and I'm like, uh, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, uh, my favorite thing, he's he goes, like, oh no, oh, Pete. Bob goes, it's Peter Shore, and I look at Peter, I go, oh. I mean, I've seen him uh, two weeks ago. I saw him. Like, I never saw you in a suit. Didn't he have a weird wig on? That was no, Scott. that's Scott. Oh, Scott. I can't keep up. It's, usually Scott's got the dog. dog. The dog. Passed. Hershey. The dog, Hershey <gasps> passed, but now he has popcorn and peanut. Oh, I forgot to say, yeah. tell Scott I'm sorry. Well, he, uh, oh, no, actually, I think I texted him. Sure Maybe I did. Although I will say I felt Jeff Scott's presence yes. in the uh, original room that's that night. Awesome. Just... Uh, Yep. What's it been a, a year or it's so? It's been a year and a year and three months, and to be exact. Uh, I mean, the OR will never be the same, certainly. No. But uh, store, did it, you kind of feel Mitzi's presence there too as well? I did. I felt a lot of deceased comics presence. I felt Mitzi. I felt yeah. Mitzi would have loved it. Jeff, you know, that day was kind of heavy for me because I just was thinking. Gosh, you know, when there was like a comedy store holiday party oh. or whatnot, I always just sat next to Jeff and was with Jeff the whole time. And I thought, God, how much would he have loved this? And he would have been there from the minute it started. And he would have been the last one there oh, getting the, high, the big drinking. band playing. Yeah. I barely saw any of that. Like that night was kind of a blur because I kind of got stuck in one room. And talking to people and then when we got outside it's like time passed so fast in there Dude. that night i was there till the end and oh. uh, of course in typical store fashion, what time did you leave probably 2 20 ish how cool and uh there was a guy tweaking with a shakalaka <laughs> uh, who knows if he's alive uh no one's seen him i saw him about uh, right around the george floyd stuff 
Uh-huh. And uh, he was actually on the this corner of uh, San Vicente and Santa Monica at the bus mm-hmm. stop. And he saw me and he was, let's just say he was pretty drunk. <laughs> and uh, it's about three in the afternoon. And he just starts yelling, Earl, who killed George Floyd? Who killed that poor young boy? <laughs> but yelling it. And, you know, this is, it was hot. It was a hot zone at that oh. juncture. I'm like, I had to act like I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> that he tried to yeah. sell you a carburetor. <laughs> oh, he uh, had some good deals. And then that other black dude who comes with the shopping cart full of good merch. We, they started battling over the turf. At the store? Yeah. This guy comes in with like $200 uh, football jerseys. Uh, and the prices have been jacked up because Russell Peters once gave uh, this guy like two hundred dollars for an old la times <laughs> like a sports like i don't know when eric dickerson was on the rams or something and so now this guy thought he could get two hundred dollars for everything so him and boone were clashing and do you ever like, buy anything from boone do you like because does, does does your audience know who boone oh yes i've mentioned boone on 350 episodes <laughs> on probably about 230 That's boone great. is just like his own garage sale of like the comedy store and it, do you ever buy anything for Boone? No. Well, because like oh, I always tell people, only at the com- like at the Improv or the Laugh Factory, they'd be like, "Dude, you got to get the fuck out of <laughs> Not here!" Not at the store. At the store, they let him set up his little uh, booth. <laughs> yeah, they give him an electrical outlet for his uh, <laughs> yeah first credit like, card. Yeah. He was yeah. like his own QVC at the store. It was pretty incredible. But I'll assume Boone is not vaccinated, so. Uh, it's just a hunch, so I don't know if he would be allowed at the store right now. But, but there's so many cats like that at the store, like so many misfit people that weren't comics, but they just were kind of they're they're at the store, like every night. That's what makes the store, I think, what it is. It's like yeah. the bar in Star Wars. Like there's right. <laughs> every unsavory character, successful and not, from Boone to. You know, certain people I won't mention. It's a, it's a, like a hodgepodge of successful comics and homeless people. Totally. Exactly. Now let's get to some current stuff, girls. All right. You girls now are working with the great network, All Things Comedy, a studio for comics by comics. Bill Burr, I think, is the main man in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bill's, Bill's taking a special sign to us. I love Bill just giving Brian Holtzman a special, producing it. Uh, Like Holtzman's like in our range of, oh, they're a little older. No, it's, we're going to give a special some 20 year old that's two minutes of material. So I like, I'm not even that friendly with Bill, but it's like, that's, he's giving older comics a shot. Exactly. Sure is. And a lot of women too are getting that. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm a big fan of him and Al Madrigal. I think Al Madrigal is is he, he's been so helpful. He basically came up with the concept for our show. Which what is the concept? It's it's Trailer Park Diaries, and the concept is I live in my trailer park, which I do, and we kind of imagined that Shanika, my best friend, she lives in Beverly Hills. She something. calls me Shanika. Okay, so she had uh, got a divorce from her doctor husband. Which she, I don't have a doctor husband. A doctor, and she's not divorced. But we imagined on the show that she would meet moving into my trailer park, which is like, you know, she's not going to be ever doing that. But, 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 but like, unless she was like not even at gunpoint. But so we just imagined that she is living in my trailer park now. And I find these diaries. And so we sourced a bunch of diaries and put them together. And so every season 
we read one diary and then we talk about it and and we've just had a ball doing it it's mm -hmm. been so fun yeah so it's loosely scripted or yeah, the, 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 improv it's a, improv Both. around the um diaries which we sourced and then kind of embellished you know for uh brevity yeah and, and then we kind of relate certain things in the like diary to our us, own yeah. stories and even some of our own some of our stories are real some maybe a little improvised move around of them are unfortunately real though most you know then you do you do this with podcasts all the time and you're so familiar with it it's so like you forget that you're like talking to people that are you, you can't take this back it's all out there sure. i mean i'm saying things like the other day i i, I confess I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it now because i already said it that the reason that my maid quit the only time i ever she hasn't made all the time since i've known her one time I, I prefer to call her housekeeper. Maid. She cleaned her boyfriend's house so he would give her money to, so she could pay her maid. She's never not had a maid since i Do you remember that? Yeah, of course I do. <sighs> Who forgets that? So I only had a housekeeper <laughs> one day. And she came one day and she quit that very day because I left my vibrator on my bed. And she was thought that horrifying. So I didn't have I never had one after that. A, a maid or a vibrator? Well, I always have a oh, vibrator, no, has, but I never had a maid again. And so like you like I mean, I just said the story again, but like when I heard it the other day, played back, I'm like, oh, my daughter's gonna know that. <laughs> oh, really? You don't have a maid. That's what. That's what. That's what you gotta hide from yeah, your daughters. That's, but that's the fun thing about podcasts. <laughs> you don't know. You forget. People forget what they're saying, and they they just say everything, which I know you know. Well, you got to be careful these days. Yeah. Uh, I won't speak for you girls. I mean, I can't be canceled just because you know. What are you gonna take from me? You know. Right. Uh, you know, roast battle. Mm. Uh, you know, Rogan, he can't be canceled because he's too big. Like, exactly. What, what are you going to mm -hmm. do? You, you are so, you're like, we were just doing some, uh, you know, yes, you're right. And so, we're, we're talking about that, like self-censoring in, in, as, as comics now. I mean, like, I'm, I'm doing this thing with some ladies in my trailer park. Uh, we go to this gym on three days a week. And we have this idea now that Girl Scout cookies aren't being sold. One of the ladies in our group really needs some cash. So I said we could be, uh, we could be uh, hag scouts and wear little beanies and, and get dollar cookies from the dollar store, set up a table, sell them for like 20 bucks to support the hag scouts. And then my friend who needs money also makes cards. So I was thinking we could do this and be fun mm -hmm. and we could like raise money for gambling. And, um, and then I thought, oh my God, what if I offend the older women? Yeah. Be canceled by the hags. <laughs> but my friend goes, fuck it, you're a hag. You can do whatever you want. Well, I used to say the, the word fag on stage. Uh, and, you know, you could, not that I'll ever be this famous, but, you know, you say I got on a big TV show and someone pulls an old podcast, this guy said fag, get, you know, he's out. You know, I mean, it's, it is kind of scary in that. Yeah. Because I think all three of our humors are relatively the same from the yeah. standpoint of we, we yeah. say some wacky stuff. Yeah, but mm -hmm. wacky did, stuff. Like America's Got Talent, did they do a deep dive into some of your old sets that were maybe on, uh, recorded we, somewhere? As soon as I heard I was going on America's Got Talent, my two daughters, they they scrubbed everything they could off everything, and they they really did a good job. They went back on all my social media. They did. I mean, they they killed it. So we pulled almost everything, and I I still to this day like I I finally I put something edgy up the other day. I really liked it, and I immediately got a call and canceled this ten thousand dollar job in Florida. Canceled the day like the day after I put that up, and they hadn't signed the contract yet. So I had I pulled that down because I got a big job coming up at the end of the summer for a, a, and i'm like now you know what i'm saying you have to think about stuff yeah. like that i mean i think right before roast battle aired uh i was watching cnn 
and uh, Don Lemon. I forget the premise, but he I think someone had said the N-word recently, and he held up a cue card that spelled out uh, the N-word, and he held it so it was on his broadcast. And I took a screenshot of it, and I said, here's the new CNN cue card guy. And uh, Jeff Ross literally messages me two minutes after I put out the tweet. He's like, hey, that's really funny, but you got to take that down. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you know, if someone took a screenshot of that screenshot, like right. and that, I mean, you know, yeah. Right. Sean, have you ever had to do a deep dive into your uh, no, tweets? No, but or... uh, now, now, um, you're t- you're, you're making me. Think, <laughs> I think I've got a job tonight. But like, you have a, a successful show that's I think now at the Improv Social Media Meltdowns. Right. That, yeah, you I mean, know, I think I think about that sometimes. Like, uh, my goal was not to go out ever and offend people and and spread hate or whatever and and like times have changed with comedy where you know you don't see eddie murphy pulling down his his special that was like the motivation why many people went into stand-up because he was so good and so funny and at that time you could say stuff and now it just it doesn't work with the day and the age and so yeah i i I should probably go back and start to look at things. I mean, I don't think anything that I ever said was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she said this. But again, people are really sensitive. And if you are up for something or there is a big TV job or something like that, there people do go and look things. And I see like that was really smart what your kids, but again, I don't think you are really that person who's ever sent out to be. I mean, I didn't have that much, but, you know, just anything that was potentially, you know, rough, we just took down. Oh, sure. Like, you know, when I got the cartoon on uh, Adult Swim, uh, just at the same time, the comedy store was like, hey, we're going to put up one of your roast battles on Instagram. I'm like, and they were like, which one do you want? I'm like, I don't want any of them. Like, things we said back in the early days of that show. yeah. And I think that's probably why, like, yeah, that's because people don't even know. Like, I don't even think they could do the roasting they do now that they were doing on Comedy Central. Oh, no. I don't know how a roast battle, because uh, that was like one step, one level above what they were saying on, on like the Bruce Willis roast or whatever. Right. I mean, it was very personal and you know, some might argue homophobic and racist, but that's what made it such a wacky show was. I can't believe they're saying this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, please don't put any of my battles up. Yeah. Delete. Uh, where can people find your show? Though? It's, it's Can they go to All Things Comedy? Trailer Park Diaries can be found on All Things Comedy or any any of the podcasts. So like, yeah, is like it you on like YouTube? Like Spotify, or? Apple. Yeah, wherever wherever you listen to podcasts, we should be there. Are we on YouTube? The podcast because we you know because I've not, seen tapes or uh, we, we, videos we, of we it. We put out a bunch of clips that we made, but we did not record it on video for the season, which we will next season. Yeah. And how many episodes are in a season? Just twelve. Just 12. And how many seasons? We right only now we just one. one. Oh, Starting okay. Our second one now. Mm-hmm. And then how many seasons do you think you'll crank out a year? Is it just when you guys are both available? And no, I mean we're gonna try and like after one is done, hopefully have the next one. Ready, ready to go, to go right after. yeah and when you uh like for next season will you guys get together and, and bang out like yeah, a, on yeah. a storyboard it's, we're already yeah, we're doing kind that of excited it's about it's an erotica diary yeah it's like a 50 oh. shades of yeah, gray I've been reading lots of dirty diaries it's been so fun because both of you are great at uh i mean even though you are both taken 
uh, you have a very um, flirty, uh, sexy delivery at times. Yeah, I mean, I'm so horny. I, I but I'm, when I, <laughs> you know, the thing I've realized because of my age and there's so much ageism, I oh, yeah, need absolutely. a young boyfriend. And I can find you one. But you have a husband. My right? favorite husband, Lou. Lou, the right? Player, he's the best guy in the world. Who's like the greatest? If you've ever been to the comedy store right. and Lou. seen Vicky, Lou is like. Oh, he's and I better. mean this in a very nice way. He's like your sidekick. Yeah, almost. he's better than I am. Everyone loves Lou more. And that's the, not the thing true. About Lou is he's tired a lot. He doesn't like to drive me around. He can't work social media. He can't, you know. But he, I'm not saying I will have sex with my younger boyfriend if he wants to. I'll discuss it with Lou and and him. We'll see. But mainly it's just a guy walking around like he wants to bang me all the time. That would be gravitas that I need at this point in my career. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. And Lou is all for it, by the way. We've discussed it. You know, I'm probably not even going to have sex with him. You know, he probably won't. I'm probably going to end up paying the guy to go out with me, but it's going to be worth it. It's Vicky. like a publicist who's hot. Vicky's got game. It's oh, 100%. You're, 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 come on. I love that you think you'd have to pay. You both anybody. have game. You're on, you're on husband you're number right. three. I probably won't have to Husband pay number three. Is Lou number three? Yes. Three. three, so, yeah. Do you talk to the other two? Yes. Like you're friendly? Friendly with the second. The first, I don't see too much. The second, I use my dad, uh, the kid's my dad, my kid's dad. So I see him quite a lot. Mm. Yeah. But that took yeah. time. That, you know. Yeah. Well, well, you know, even from the first holiday, you have to, we saw him with his three-legged table. Mm -hmm. But yeah. But he's he's happily remarried to a, he's very happy, so it's great, ter terrific. And Sean, you're on husband number one. Right? Right. Yeah, I I hope to stop there because they <laughs> have a pretty good thing. I'm already exhausted, but uh, yeah, just one because it I got married later in life, and Wait so when your blender wears out, as soon as your first appliance wears out, you'll really start you act like I use appliances like I cook. Husband. I love it, a blender. Well, I'm. <laughs> yeah, who uses a blender? Oh my god! Every time, like an appliance breaks, I'm like, it's time to get remarried. I've never bought, I've never replaced appliances before. With Lou, Lou is a whole different deal. But now is he in Oceanside right now? Yeah, he is. Yep, he still plays in La Jolla at the Comedy Store. Plays, still, still plays piano there. And, and let's call him by his real name, Shonica's name for him. I call him Pot Pot Brockman Pot because Brockman. He, it doesn't matter. From the moment I met him, he was high till now. What is he? He's 71, like 71. Hot, he is. He loves weed. He, he grows it. He does it. He it, it, he's yeah. can't call him anything but Pop Rockman. Because he's like the for comedy store fans. He's like the Jeff Scott of La Jolla. He sure is. is. Up there. Yeah, he's, he's a staple. Yeah, that mm -hmm. he he and Jeff were really good buddies. And yeah, mm -hmm. he's he's a terrific. He's a terrific guy. I mean, you know. Definitely. We laugh because he constantly, and this is true to life. And so we put this in our podcast is especially during the pandemic, <gasps> Vicky, because he's a piano player and Vicky would constantly send me just videos of just, you know, you just hear Lou singing, you know, he's kind of like a, a, a Jewish uh, Lou, uh, Louis Armstrong, Louis Armstrong hours a day. And so he's like, you know, um, Purple rain, purple rain, and he's playing. That's a really bad impression of Lou, but and he's playing in the background. That's pretty good. And oh, he's good. and he's singing and he's doing. And I'll just get this video of Vicky, like just you just hear Lou singing and playing, and then the video cuts to her and she's like, he's still going, like like she's trapped in the house with Lou playing. And every time, every time she sends me a video like this. 
I'm hysterically laughing because it's just so funny. And so we incorporated that, that Lou never stops playing. And it's, it's my favorite thing about him is, is, you know, it's why I fell in love with him because he's so passionate about his music and he's so great. And it's funny, the one thing that you love the most in a pandemic is the thing that you come to hate the most. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you, well, what are you going to do? Because you really learn a lot about a couple in a pandemic, especially in a trailer, I would imagine. Yeah. It's, it's a big trailer, yeah. but still. Like it's still. Yeah. Even was, in a home. Like yeah, I'm sure yeah. Sean went through it. I went through yeah. it. Like it's. Uh, it's a whole thing. But he, Lou was the perfect person for, for Vicky. I, I met Vicky when she was on husband number two. Uh, and she was coming uh, um, off that divorce. And then she started seeing Lou. And I just, you know, I I knew that he was the right match for her so much that I helped him pick out yes, the wedding ring for Vicky. And at first he went for a little schmocky. And I was like, uh, how about this bigger, this bigger carrot ring over here? And he was, I knew he was a good man when he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll get it. And that he didn't put up a fight or anything. And they got married at the comedy store in La Jolla. And Mitzi was minimum. there. Oh, like, really? it, yeah, was it was, pre really it was pretty awesome. And who did the music since Lou was unavailable? He, he and his band played. And then the he woman, did? Yeah, his band. They had the band there. Has, but Lou know, played? Yeah, he played. He played yeah. at the reception. Purple Ray. A really cool <laughs> woman played me up the aisle. This really cool woman that we used to go see at a piano bar. She, she was a stenographer at the Nuremberg Trials. Oh, She lovely. was like 85-year-old <laughs> piano player. And of she course was, she was. She was just the coolest thing. She was kind of the coolest woman ever. Yeah, it was a fun wedding. Now, what's next for you two? Well, Stand-up shows? Host the Academy Awards. Well, again. Um, what? again. <laughs> By the way, I was at the dry cleaners today, and I've never seen a man so excited. I won't say what dry cleaners, just so. I, I would love to. Uh, Did I guess it? They got the they got Chris Rock's suit and that uh, you know he got slapped. In. Wow! Are you kidding? And they're telling you that? I I mean I thought it was a little. Is uh, that all? Can they put that on the wall? You know how dry cleaners always put a picture. <laughs> this guy's like he did he frame the suit and say but this is the suit. It was in the dry cleaning. Uh, I guess they don't put it in a washing machine, but right. like whatever. And he was so excited to show me. Like he had the biggest smile on his face. He's like, <laughs> it's so a, it could probably sell for a half million dollars, but you know, I told Chris I wouldn't tell anyone. I'm like, you're oh. telling me right now. Like, what are you it's talking about? It's so crazy. <laughs> so it's I just so thought funny. that was uh, funny too. Uh, it was kind of weird to see it. Like it was not spinning around. And That's probably, amazing. Probably is worth a half million dollars. I bet it is. Like it's to some auction house or yeah. Uh, it's that and the and the Monica Lewinsky blue dress. There's like two really expensive items. Yeah, that's, those, those are probably. Uh, Do you know yeah. Courtney Cronin Dold went to uh, school, went to high school with Monica Lewinsky? Wow. Yeah. I did. You guys see the uh, the miniseries on? Uh, I, did. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't I, see I it. I want to see it though. It's okay. I mean, it's okay. Uh, Just okay. All right. I'm a big fan of Matt Drudge. You know, he does the Drudge Report, uh -huh. and so I watched it mainly for him. But the, it was the guy Billy Eichner. Uh -huh. uh, he was too tall to play Drudge, but uh, but look like him. I'm a big stickler for details. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm watching the Laker show. Oh, right that's now. so good. There's it, so much penises in that show. The it is locker room scenes. Oh my god, I have and, to have a bucket of ice next to me. Well, I my favorite player as a child was Spencer Haywood, <sighs> and uh, you know most people like Bird or Johnson, right, right, but right. I always like the the lesser known yeah. guys. And uh, I guess he gave himself his own circumcision, which was a uh, 
What? That one scene in the. Uh, he gave himself his own circumstance. And he I mean, had a huge dick. Listen, apparently. I'm all for cutting it. Like, I don't want, like, I don't want to see the skin. But I don't. I feel like you should probably hire a professional if you're going to like. Well, get he that was. Done. Uh, he flew uh, to his own beat. Like he, a lot of people. Apparently. But a lot of people owe him money because he he sued the league because he was the first player to go from high school to the NBA. Mm. So like LeBron and like he, no, probably no one's given him anything, but like he really paved the way for all these young kids to go. Oh, I'm not going to go to college. I'm just going to go right to the pros. That show is showing so many things that nobody ever knew. I just like so a bunch of dicks. Yeah, that's all I'm talking well, about. Well, I think they're taking uh kind of like I'm dying up here. I, I didn't like how they're portraying Jerry West. Who that uh, actor is amazing, Jason Clark. Like yeah. he's like a Yeah. He's a, a high level actor, but he's like 4 inches shorter than Jerry West. So you think Jerry West wasn't like the the as tadry like the way he treated his family, the way he, yeah. he wasn't like that. that My bad. dad knew him. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say they were best friends, but good friends. Yeah. And I met him a bunch of times and he was the opposite of what they're portraying. Oh, no, that's terrible. Very um, mm. uh, cerebral. Uh, and that's what I was told he was like, was uh, he would look at the rosters and he was like a scientist with, well, if we get Spencer Haywood, we can pair him with Michael Cooper and mm. they'll, their skills... He's not like the angry pussy hound that they're kind of portraying him. Uh, but I will say John C. Riley is, I'm He's not going to say I knew Jerry Buss, but I was around him at some of the same parties. He is Jerry Buss. Like the shirt down, you know, sport buttons so down. Funny. I think just, when like these guys play people that are real life personalities that people know, you've got to, you know, you hope that people do their research. And of course, it seems like someone like John C. Riley, such a good actor that he, oh, he's, would, he uh, would nail that right. I mean, I know um, Will Ferrell really wanted the role, which is why the guy who produced it, Adam McKay, they don't talk anymore. Oh, what? Because that was his producing partner. Wait a minute. When did that Whoa. happen? They're, uh, you know, they had a beef and it really started when... Uh, well, over what? I mean, I just heard this from back channels that Will Ferrell was like, I want to play Jerry Buss. Like, right. he's like well, we've already offered it to uh, John C. Riley, And so... Um, and that's why they, they went separate ways? And because there was a... One of my favorite one season ever shows was this show on Fox about two years ago called L.A. to Vegas. It was just about a uh, like a Southwest type airlines, and Adam McKay produced it, and Will Ferrell and him were kind of co-producing it, and and this was right around when that stuff was kind of starting to be cast and whatnot, and they wanted Will Ferrell to be in L.A. to Vegas, you know, to be a big, yeah, uh, and he's like, no, fuck that, uh, so they had Don Johnson do it instead, but. Uh, it's a great one season, oh, hopping cool. around a bit. It'll be fun to watch. But they, they, I mean, they have funny, funny or die together, those two. Oh, like, yeah. They, I have mean, a, they, uh, they have a, like, big corporation together. I know. Production well, just company, Hollywood everything. Because uh, I could see that's such an iconic role, Jerry Buss. And you can see that, that also Will Ferrell could have done it, too. Oh, I, I think sure. either one. Um, I was in uh, Groundlings with Will Ferrell, and I was 19, and I was still in college. And he was in my lab class and he was, I mean, he was a bank teller at the time. He also graduated from USC and we had that in common. And he was, 
he was so nice, but he was always, he was always that funny. He never had a bad improv. He never had a bad sketch that he wrote. Even in class when they're like, okay, you're somebody at the door. You've got 10 minutes to write it. And he would just come out of the gate. And it was, it was pretty incredible. Between the uh, construction <laughs> and the dogs. Uh, and the dry heaving. That was Lois uh, checking in with Lois, me. Lois, uh, I dry feel your pain. Like, Let's wrap it up. <gasps> I felt like that after the comedy store party. That's how I felt seeing these freeloaders come in who I've never seen at the store in my life. It, wolfing, Barry Sobel, wolfing down uh, chicken slot. I, I mean, I know he's a paid regular, but like. I haven't seen him there in 10 years. He is a bit that always plays in my head where he talked about how, how, why do people talk so loud on their cell phone in public? And he's like, I was in Starbucks the other day and someone literally behind me is on the phone like, yeah, yeah, herpes on my balls, on my balls. <laughs> and, and it just makes every time I'm in a Starbucks, I'm always like, yeah, herpes on my balls. The great Barry Sobel. See him in Revenge of the Nerds 2, uh, Nerds in Paradise. I saw him across the room and I didn't get, you know, there's so many people that I could just see and I just didn't get to everybody. Well, he hasn't talked to me since I did a Michael Jackson tweet and kind of threw him in on the tagline. Uh, <laughs> Earl's always stirring up shit. Not it's really. So I just, funny. it's a funny, like, you know, get over it. It's a joke. Like, I love you know, it. there was something about there'll be 50 kids at this Michael Jackson tribute. <laughs> I said, oh, is Barry Silver going to be there? Like, you know. Why did he work, did he work with him? Uh, you know, you know. Did he work with him? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, you know, there's nothing wrong with liking young. I, li I, I like young girls, but they're legal. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, there's 18. That's right. All. Yeah, it's the only rule we have to live by. You have to have some patience. <laughs> well, exactly. just have some morals too. Like, that, well, yeah, you could fuck an eighteen-year-old guy. Either one of you, if you're single, you know, and, and it'd right. be great. I love it. They're yep. seventeen. Like, no, no, it's not. Absolutely not. And on that note, this is the uh, <laughs> inappropriate predatory podcast. <laughs> you said it, man. We are in trouble. Not, I mean, well, but someone takes that small clip right yep. there, and, right and there. you get on, uh, I don't know, uh, the Kilborn show, <laughs> yeah. or, or not Kilborn, he's been off the air for a while. The View, uh, oh, they're thinking about us yeah. in The View? Well, we're not yeah. on The View now. Hey, uh, yeah. there's this inappropriate Earl uh, chunk about predators Thanks. and comedy. That'd yeah. be a seven-hour podcast, but I'm the bad guy for talking about it. Yikes. Uh Vicky, where can people find you on social media? So... Vicky Barbalak on all those things, you know, the Twitter and all those things. And, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I'm a, usually at, uh, cue the chainsaw. That's Lois drinking water. Right. I'm sorry water. about all these. No, this is great. She and I, I, she, she drinks water. Like I lap up my boxed wine, man. She says that. <laughs> so, and then, uh, and, um, but we're real excited about our, our podcast, trailer park diaries, which you can find everywhere. And I have a website, um, uh, and you can find where I'm touring Vicky Barbalak comedy or Vicky Barbalak something. Dot yeah. com. I'll assume dot com. Dot com. Thanks. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sean, while I'm looking up Vicky's website, please plug whatever you want. <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah. I mean, same thing. Just make sure you check out our podcast, Trailer Park Diaries, if you like mystery, adventure, and uh, and Vicky and I, a little, little tell all there. And Super fun. 
And her show, Social Media Meltdowns, is awesome. Yeah. yeah describe that. I mean, I know we talked about it the last time. Well, By the way, both of you have done the show. It's VickiBarbalackComedy.com. Okay. And uh, all her uh, social media sites are there and, and stand up to I love that I got to tell Vicky her own website. Do you love it? Yeah. <laughs> and you can marry people, correct? Yeah. I do marry people. Yeah. I have a wedding chapel to go. And I have a, the best <laughs> thing about my business is in the blue built in the back of the van, a platform. There's a bed in it, and I'm the only wedding chapel in the world, I think, that offers a $29.95 half-hour honeymoon. Consummate your marriage. It's class act right yep, there. VickiBarbalack.com. No, uh, VickiBarbalackComedy. We don't, I don't know what VickiBarbalack.com. Oh, maybe. it is VickiBarbalackComedy. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm the one who doesn't I think know. that there now is also the – I finally got my name back, literally. I didn't pay for it. Somebody just gave it back. Somebody tried to, like, rate me for it. So I said, no, keep it. And then we got it. They, they stopped fighting. That's a big thing in the yeah. uh, website world. I yeah. forget what they call it. Uh, squatting or yeah. uh, where they I, just. Right. Where someone starts. Yeah. I didn't pay any attention. It lapsed. And then then they, they wanted all this money. I'm like, I'll never give you the money. I'll just change it to Vicky Barbalack Comedy. So now there is VickyBarbalack.com, I guess, back. But maybe it's not findable. But who cares? Yeah. Well, my website uh, is HaHaChick.com. Okay. So H-A-H-A-C-H-I-C-K.com. Because. Sean Pulaski is a mouthful, but that's also my name is my Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and whatever else you can find. Are you both on TikTok? I'm just starting to be on TikTok more now. You have to. Yeah. I, I, I know. It's, I hate it. I feel like such a pedophile being on there at 53 and like I, all my comments are from like 13 year old Filipino boys. <laughs> Yours too? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. our girl, 12 year old. Mine are gay though. Mine are gay. So, yeah, it's hilarious. 13-year-old. So, these are comedy store legends, guys. So uh, you want to talk about the history of the comedy store. These girls were passed by Metsy. Uh, not that anything's wrong with being passed by the great Adam Egan. That's right. Uh, in comics, you could send your avails to Adam uh, for Rogan's Club. Uh, just, <laughs> just send an email to Austin and Adam will get it. <laughs> you know, th those comics moving to Austin, it's like, you know, if Adam didn't think you were funny in L.A., he's yeah. not book you in Austin either. It's hilarious. But what do I know? I don't know. All I know is they it makes they make good queso in Austin, and uh, I went for one night. It was that was enough. Yeah. Well, you you're know. you're you're an you're an L.A. kind of guy. I am. I mean, I did uh, Cluster Fest in San Francisco, and I did. Uh, I sold out and did another roast battle on uh, Neil Brennan was like, I didn't even know you did comedy outside of Los Angeles. And I'm like, yeah, uh, get, you got me there, Neil. I, I got to hit the road more. Um, and I'd like to dedicate this episode. I don't want to end on a bad note, but of course today we lost Gilbert Godfrey. Mm, who? Uh, great. A great. I, I don't know anyone who did not like him. Uh, he was funny. He was so, funny. He was different. And he was funny. And he fearless. was edgy. Really? Yeah, no, he like, was. Uh, I only did one show with him. It was uh, a roast battle in New York where he did the funniest thing I think I've seen anyone do it right before the main event. He did a very intricate 15 minute dirty joke that was, it was like a concert piece. It was just everything was in a particular order. And right before the punchline, someone dropped a glass and it made a pretty big noise. And he started the joke over again No, <laughs> and oh didn't miss a word. That's like crazy. it was like he was reciting it from paper, but he wasn't. And uh, wow. 
So, uh, you know, I guess him, Saget, and uh, Norm are making heaven a lot dirtier. Louie, so. too. Yeah, Louie. I mean, that's... Uh, I saw a picture today of uh, Saget. Jason Tivo's picture. No, it was... Uh, let me pull it up uh, real fast. And, of course, this is a uh, picture that no one can see right now. But it... Uh, let me see here. It was... Um, Saget, Gilbert, Norm, and Jeff Ross, and somehow wow. you got to give Jeff this. <laughs> he is a survivor. Like if you were to put those four in a picture, I would say Jeff would be the first one to go, just based on health uh, appearances. But that's Crazy. part of his appeal, I guess. So um, you know, shout out to uh, Adam Egget, who was actually very close with Saget, Gilbert, and Norm. So uh, mm. you know. Yeah. And on yeah. that note, uh, <laughs> you didn't well, want to end on a downer. Yeah. Uh, Jen, bah, 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 bah. Shout out to Jeff Scott, who we were all three close with. I know you two were very, very close with. And anyone else that died you want to give a shout out to? Uh, Taylor Negron. Uh, my Uncle Arnie. Anyone? Or, <laughs> no, just add. Believe me, I feel like it's more so than not these days. And it, and it's, Ever since, I mean, we're comics, so comics, a lot of comics die early, and we, we've all been through it, but it just, I don't know, we're kind of getting hit over the head with all this, and yeah. it, it makes you think about mortality when I don't you really know, like want to think about it. when my cat died, and I could, you know, save her fur and, and make sure. a toilet seat cover out of her. <laughs> it's like you could always have your cat, if you want it, with you. But when our friends leave like that, you know, because we can't, like, you know, you know, stuff them and, and keep them with us like we want to. But I mean, it's, it's just, it is, it is really sad, but I still don't see anything wrong with keeping my cat's fur and people mm -hmm. are giving me the shit about that. And I'm just tired of it. You know, it's oh. my choice. I'm tired of being judged for it. Oh, on my uh, bedroom table, I have my last four dogs ashes in their boxes. And uh, I sleep literally two feet from I, I don't see anything wrong with my, that. my parents are both in my trailer i keep my dad out oh, of my shed you my lost mom in my she lost though you lost was it your I mom? lost dad for dad. a while but you i found him in dad. a shed i found him in a storage unit thank god <laughs> he's back find... he's back on the property thank god but i don't want him in the same house because they never got along mm -hmm. but I, I do intend to do something with them but yeah it's nice to come you know when when her when her father died i showed up they had a little thing at the house after the memorial not when your father, I'm sorry, when your mom, died, your yeah. mom passed and your father, he loved Pete. Pete was in a, he was an NFL football player. Her dad. What team? Steelers. I mean, I know we got to wrap Steelers. it up. Steelers, Yeah. Sorry. I'm a huge Steeler guy. Oh, cool. There's Jack Lambert right, oh, right there. On. That's right. My dad knew Art Rooney. So that's, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, that's yeah. Right. Yeah. But her dad loved, he loved Goldschlager. He loved to drink it. And, you know, and then he couldn't, what is it? He couldn't find his Goldschlager that night. And he kept going. Where's my gold slugger? Yeah. Come sit on my lap, Sonica. Where's my gold slugger? And I was like, hey, Pete, Betty Ford called. She doesn't know where your gold slugger. And we just kept, we just kept, Liza Minnelli called. She doesn't know where your gold slugger. He just kept, my gold slugger. So yeah, may they all rest in peace. I, I don't mean, want to see any more comics go. That's for sure. I mean, there's one who, uh, you know, I just found out yesterday, a younger, younger comic, uh, you know. Sarah Mostajabi, uh, you know, passed away. Who? And, uh, her name was Sarah Mostajabi. She was uh, the first female uh, booth girl at the comedy store. Wow. Uh, just, um, you know, uh, 
no longer with us. So oh um, no. Yeah, yeah. You, I'll show you a picture of her. You know, she she was cool, and you know, I mean, Jessica Wellington's the first door guy or door oh, girl guy. Yeah, door lady. Uh, Sarah was the first door uh, booth. I mean, there was Tommy, oh, no. and then uh, I hate to hear that. I, worked, I had to work the door in La Jolla for two weeks, the booth, and after that, Mitzi told Fred that she's the dumbest person I've <laughs> ever met, and wow. she fired me because I was so bad at it. I had the thing so screwed up. I was so glad because I had children and, you know, work. I just wanted to work and do stand. I didn't want that door job. But, you know, you have to do it. But, oh. I, but I was so bad at it. I got fired so fast. Well, you were no Tommy. Well, I mean, oh, you stay hanging out with the black guys, say. What the oh. hell is going on here? Oh, God. So going to the parking lot with Thomas Ward. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Uh, girls, I know you got to go. Thanks I love you both. No, thank, thank you, you, Earl. The honor is so all mine. Uh, Cue the jackhammer. Congrats. We're done. <laughs> Lois, you want to slap up some water before we go? I, I, I apologize uh, for the construction. No apology. Lois we is dry it. heaving, uh, drinking water. I'll turn on the hockey game so you can get some ambient noise. Uh, uh, oh, Vicky Barblack. So Chompolowski, they're just two really good people. So become fans of them. I, Vicky, you have merch I see on your site. You can buy, buy t shirt or whatever. Just so, it, listen, it's 20 bucks or whatever, but you know, they're both legends. Sean, do you have merch on your? Uh, not right now. No. Okay. Well, buy two shirts and then Vicky you can, can watch. I have a comedy out. special you can see. Yeah. So. Watch a special. Uh, t- tell Stretch me the name. Stretch it out. Stretch it out. Uh, I saw Jeff Scott was on uh, piano. Yeah, and, uh, he was on stage with me. I think uh, Courtney Cronendold uh, did. Uh, yeah, she the produced it. Uh, produced yeah, it. hell yeah. So it's just support it. You know, I got a T-shirt on Pro Wrestling uh, Tees dot com. I sold three in like seven years. <laughs> yeah. So I love you all. Inappropriate all Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, and uh, you know, leave a review. It helps with the algorithm. I'm not shadow banned anymore because I. I did buy some followers that came back to bite me in the ass. I love you all.